This is County Fire Insight for January 2023. Hey everybody, thank you uh, for joining us for Insight, whether it's live or looking at a, a previously recorded version. I want to thank you for your engagement. As always, if you have any questions, make sure you're emailing or texting Tracy Martinez. Uh, you can always send an email to me, Scott Tuttle, Chief Washington. We always want to address your questions, whether it's live or it's after the show. Um, this is an important thing for us to communicate to the organization. I don't think we get to do that often enough. Sometimes, um, as a fire chief, one of the things I've realized is that the things that I want to communicate, all the details aren't known. And if I communicate too early, I might get it wrong, and I'm a little fearful of that. So one of those things that, I, that we haven't communicated that I wanted to communicate was the revamp of a workers' comp system. We've been working with HR, uh, the Sheriff's Department, and other and risk management. We're really working on a process so when our employees go off injured from work that that claim is accepted earlier and they have a place to go. Uh, you've heard this term called carve-out. We're super close to making that a reality. So there'll be some details of that coming out soon. We're looking forward to it. Prior to sending the information out to the organization, we want to meet in labor management, review it with our different unions. But we're really excited about this change because we truly believe that it's going to make a meaningful difference in our lives. We've just seen too many of our members go off injured and it seems like a minor injury and for whatever reason it just takes them so long to come back to work so we're excited about that. Happy New Year by the way. Uh, a couple of other goals. Fire, I'm going to continue with the theme of firefighter safety. We're really looking at how can we offer you physicals as firefighters that would be private between you and the doctor. We're working with county HR and risk management what that looks like. Uh, probably six months ago we talked to, the, to uh, 935 and reviewed that. We're still making progress there, and we truly believe that this year is uh, something that we're going to be able to continue to do, is make sure that you have the knowledge of what's going on with your body, whether it's uh, knowing that you have cancer before you would have normally, or that if you have pre a heart condition you didn't know about. We want you to be in tune with your health. Now, again, that's not stuff that inform information that management has to have. It's really for you as an employee. EMS. Uh, today we met at the County of San Bernardino. All the county chiefs were there along with CONFIRE at a proposers conference which was mandatory for anybody that wants to bid on the existing AMR EOAs. We're moving forward as a region. We're working with a consultant. We're working with CONFIRE. All the fire chiefs, all the fire agencies are in lockstep. We're working with our unions to come up with a plan to be able to provide a better service than we have today in a public-private partnership. We uh, are partnered with Priority Ambulance, which is either the second or third largest ambulance company in the United States. And the way this would work is that through the JPA, through CONFIRE, we would control the operations. We would know where the ambulances are. We'd be able to put the ambulances in place. We'd make sure that the advanced life support ambulances are going to the calls that they need to. And we'll be able to put more ambulances on the street because there's additional federal dollars that are available to public agencies that aren't available to private agencies. Staffing. We do not believe that we have adequate staffing to meet what we would call uh, the right responses to our citizens. We have huge uncovered areas. Our engines, no fire engine should run 6,000, 7,000 calls a year. No truck should run 3,500 calls a year. It's uh, something that we're going to continue to advocate for. However, there's some realities there that I'm going to talk about a little bit further along in this presentation as it pertains to FP5. We're looking forward to solidifying the Deputy Chief of Operations. That test is still ongoing. 
they've done the first round of screening. They're gathering the candidates, and I understand there's going to be uh, the first um, peer panel interviews fairly certain. So we're looking forward to our members going through that process. It is an internal and external recruitment, just like all the other deputy chief and assistant chiefs. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to getting a great quality ca a candidate in that role. There's three things that we need to do this year. We need to continue to improve communications. As I mentioned, this is a method we want to communicate to you sometimes. It's, um, it's frustrating slow for us. But if there's a way that we can improve that, if we can talk about what's important to you, please let us know. We need to tell our story better. And that's one of the missions that Tracy Martinez, our PAO and media specialists, have been working on. We want to engage with you. We want to find out what are the ways that we can tell our community story, why we exist, how important FP5 is, the great calls that we run on, how do we communicate, how do the preparedness, how do we prevent flooding from occurring in Forest Falls, the rescues that we do, how do we tell our story better to the, cit the citizenry and to our local governments. And then finally, we want to be positive. Simply put, in America, there's a lot of negativity with politics. There's a lot of negativity with uh, the, what's going on in, in Europe, what's going on with the economy. There's a lot of uncertainty. And so we know that we need to be positive as leaders and that we're going to continue to look in the direction of building a great fire department. I appreciate your helps with that. Now, one of the hard things to talk about is FP5 funding. And probably six or seven times in the last year, I've talked about how FP5 even though it's tied up in court, even though we won in the trial court, it's still impactful to the district. At the end of the day, the voters voted to, to repeal FP5. And while that, was, that measure was uh, ruled invalid by a trial court, it's being appealed by a citizen group, by Brennan. The problem is, is that court case may take two or three years to decide. That $50 million, it's almost $50 million, it's a couple million short, is being spent today in our operations. If we lose at the appeal court, we may have to return all that money back to the citizens. But we're spending it today in our operations. That's the reality of the situation. So one of the things we've done is we've sat down with our assistant chiefs and our division chiefs, and we've said, if you were to lose the FP5 out of your budget, What's the worst case scenario? I don't want this to scare anybody, but we need that worst case scenario so we can go to the board and say, hey, look, our primary plan is always to provide the services we believe the citizens need and expect to keep people safe. We don't believe that we're doing that today. We need to grow the fire district. At the bare minimum, we want to keep the footprint that we have today. The worst case scenario, though, if we have to cut this money out of the budget, here's how we could do it creatively but this is the impacts to service. And then look to bridge that gap. So we are preparing because that's what we need to do. Part of leadership is planning and looking out next year, three years, five years down the line. So we're working through that process. If you hear any rumors, that's what's going on. That doesn't mean we're gonna cut staffing. It doesn't mean we're gonna close fire stations. However, we do have to bring this plan to our board of supervisors, to our fire board. That's what they expect from the fire district and have made that very clear. I'm really excited about a couple of the other initiatives that are going on, and I'm going to introduce you to, to Adam Panos. He's going to be talking about one of those, which is the strategic plan. Chief? Thank you, Chief. So just an update on our strategic plan. In the last few weeks, we've been doing a lot of uh, preparatory work. Uh, we've been uh, gathering a list of names and contact people. We've been developing survey questions, which I'm going to talk about in just a little bit. 
Uh, one of the things we did as well on December 6th, we had uh, a work session with uh, several different members of the department from all the various uh, divisions. And we wish we could have had everybody there, but obviously due to efficiency, we had to start with a very small sample size. And it was just the first of many in-person uh, work sessions that we're going to have. Um, but during that work session, it was uh, very, very productive. We, uh, it was uh, a, a private group. They met without any management there. And they talked about the biggest issues uh, facing county fire. And what that enabled us to do is to get that feedback and then focus future uh, gathering of feedback to where we're asking the questions that we really need to ask and we're not asking, spending time asking those questions that we don't need to ask. Um, the feedback we got was shared with executive leadership. Uh, we prepared a report and then we prepared what's called short-term initiatives. So from those short-term initiatives, we're going to use those as kind of a, a, a checks and balances when we develop our goals and objectives for our strategic plan. Uh, so uh, things are moving forward. As I mentioned, the surveys. Um, so we've developed uh, several surveys and uh, we're going to be sending them out this week. Uh, sent a, an update email last week. So look for those in the future email. Um, the survey questions were vetted through the various channels. We, we sent them to HR, labor groups. It was a long process, uh, but very necessary. So we feel that we've got uh, some really good surveys, not just multiple choice questions, but there's a lot of opportunity to fill in the blank, provide uh, feedback on all sorts of topics. So really, it's just a wide open uh, format. So we encourage everybody uh, to fill out the survey. It'll just take you a few minutes. And uh, we're trying to reach everybody. That's the goal, is to give every single employee a survey. Um, but if we, uh, that being said, you know, we're gonna, if, if we miss anybody, um, you can always contact me or contact our office. I'll make sure you get one or get forwarded a survey. So also to our external stakeholders, to our industry representatives, our, um, our fellow government agencies, our community groups, they're going to be getting a separate survey as well and tell us how we can improve our services. All that feedback is going to be gathered together and in the aggregate, we're going to be able to determine what direction we need to go uh, into the future. I'll just close by uh, reassuring everyone that this whole process, we're striving for the utmost transparency. There's really not going to be, there's not going to be any information or feedback uh, that we're not going to be sharing with everybody in the department in one form or another. Um, however, with that transparency, we are going to maintain confidentiality too. So when someone provides feedback, uh, the name won't be attached to who said what. It'll just be gathered into groups and they'll analyze that data from there. Because it's not, imp it's not important who said what. What's important is that we get our hands around really what the issues are that we need to be focusing on and creating those goals and objectives. So I just want to reassure uh, everyone of that. And uh, if anyone has any questions, you can feel free to reach out to me uh, directly or Chief Muncie or Chief Washington. Thank you. You can't leave yet, oh. Adam. <laughs> so there's some people in our organization that don't know who you are. Well, when did you start with us? What year? Uh, 2006. And you're second generation with us. Your father? Correct. Started? 1974. See, it's way before most of us are born. Um, Adam is one of the brightest, uh, most intelligent minds, I think, that we have in San Bernardino, and he's been tasked as our plans chief. And talk about a linear approach at the same time, being able to think out ahead and start gathering the information that you need 
the strategic plan is really important, not only for us. I mean, you, you talk to many members of the organization, they'll tell you exactly this is what we need to do. And you're probably right. But part of the strategic plan is to identify those gaps and communicate back to the citizens and to our elected officials as much as is a roadmap here. Also, we don't know what we don't know. It's been a number of years since either of us sat on a fire engine. Um, we don't do your job. Some of us, I've never worked in fiscal, I've never worked in budget, I've never been in, worked in vehicle services. We need that information back. What are the tools that we can do to make you successful so this organization can be successful in the future? It's also working on our technological plan, looking 10 years out. And where do we need to be for service delivery? Where do we need to be for administrative management with the technology? And then being able to, to translate that into a plan is, is a very special skill set. Thank you for your diligence. You're one of the best people I've, I've met and crossing those T's and dotting the I's. So thank you, Chief. Thank you. Appreciate it. Next, uh, I want to introduce media specialist Jasmine Wood. And she's going to talk about Community Connect, which is one of those ways that we can connect to the community and tell our story a little bit better and a way we can be very positive, make a positive impact on the community. Jasmine. Thanks, Chief. Hi, guys. So Community Connect is officially live. It is on the County Fire's website. What it is, is it's a free user-friendly program that allows the residents that we serve to put valuable information such as um, if they have a, fam a resident who has disabilities or if there's a language barrier. This is information that can help our first responders that they wouldn't typically have if, in regards to Community Connect. So it's a great program, it's very user-friendly, but it's not gonna be successful without the help of you guys. So. Um, I have distributed all of the marketing materials in regards to the battalion chiefs and the supervisors. So I'm really encouraging that all this marketing material go on the apparatus and to be passed out to the residents. Um, so it's a great program, but like I said, I can't emphasize enough that it will not be successful without your guys' help. Um, and just something to highlight about it is it's really easy to use. You can even put information such as um, the interior of the home, um, if there is a special closet or anywhere that um, can help our call time to um, our residents in San Bernardino County. So if you are looking to replenish the marketing material or if you have not yet received it, please, please, please partner with your battalion chief um, and supervisor. Um, they should be at all county fire locations and all stations. So, um, but if there's any questions or concerns, please reach out to me or Tracy Martinez um, in regards to the marketing material, but please emphasize to our residents to follow us on social media and to share our messaging. Thank you, Jasmine. Hey, I uh, just found out that the phone number that you normally would text to Tracy Martinez is unavailable today. And uh, if we could use this phone number, so you've already texted a question, please do it again. It'll be 909-454-6338. That's 909-454-6338. I'll say it again in just about a minute. The email will be media at sbcfire.org. Media at sbcfire.org. Next up, we have Deputy Chief Scott Tuttle. And I promise the, the phone number one more time, so I'm going to have you read it this time. Okay, good. Yeah. So the number, if you have any questions, is 909-454-6338. Or you can email media at sbcfire.org. So good afternoon, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us for Insight. I want to talk about uh, some staffing stuff and some, uh, some projects coming down the pipe. So first off, staffing. 
As most of you know, we downstaffed Medic Squad 224 and Patrol 44. And that was due mostly to ease the burden on force hires at the firefighter, firefighter paramedic rank. So as we start sending our firefighter EMTs to medic school, uh, we had more holes uh, to fill up that EMT rank, and then also the firefighter paramedics were, you know, continuously being force hired into those positions. So we eliminated that. That's going to take effect January 28th. Um, so if you weren't aware of that, now you are. And if you're wondering what happened to those spots, that's, that's what happened. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, I know Chief Birchfield is very excited to have Station 81 complete. Uh, slated to be completed in spring of 2023, so just a couple months away. And our plan is to staff that station immediately uh, and also add an additional battalion chief to Fontana. So we'll have two battalions there, uh, which is, as you all know, sorely needed. Uh, as we move that battalion chief into that spot, we're going to do some rearranging with our battalion numbers. Uh, so you see some changes there, uh, but otherwise everything should uh, run smoothly and uh, span of control for those battalion chiefs over there in Fontana will be uh, much improved. Uh, with that, I would be happy to answer any questions. If you have any questions, again, just uh, text them to 909-454-6338. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. Next up, we have Deputy Chief Bertrand Washington. He's going to be talking a little about the tower, a couple of station updates. Chief? Thank you, Chief, and good afternoon, everyone. Uh, so I guess I would just start with Tower 16. Uh, very, very happy with what's going on there as uh, Chief Garber works to put an excellent plan together uh, to kick off Tower 16. As you all know, our human resources staff uh, fire HR, central HR, uh, everyone's working real hard to uh, really get those candidates uh, through, the pro through the processes and in, and in place. Uh, we have our background investigators uh, doing double duty there, uh, doing a great job on the front end, and then running some additional individuals through uh, to give us the most robust tower that we can possibly have. Uh, we're right at about 40, if not just under. And uh, really our goal there is to um, have uh, enough people in this tower uh, that we really can give our cadre members a break and we don't have to run two and three towers a year. So, um, you know, we'll, you know we're def definitely working really, really hard. Appreciate all the work that's going on be, uh, behind the scenes uh, to get through this process. And so we're looking at moving this tower uh, to February 27th, and, and hopefully everything will be in place. Uh, have another meeting just after this, uh, where again, we're very hopeful that uh, we will hit that date. So thanks again for all the work that's being done there. As far as fire stations, uh, we have fire station 26 uh, was approved by our fire, our fire board on January 10th, uh, so that uh, portion is uh, open to uh, bid now. We have our real estate uh, services department and our PFMD team uh, really uh, working hard to open up the bids and start accepting bids from, from our contractors to construct that station, station 226. And so uh, that process 
is moving along very, very nicely, and we expect to break ground on Station 226 in March. So definitely keep an eye on uh, that, and, and you know, we'll see that moving along. Uh, with 227, uh, that's actually before an education board uh, earlier this uh, morning, so I haven't gotten the results back yet, but it's just going through the approval uh, processes so that we can construct on the site of a school uh, right near 227 now. So that's looking very, very good. Uh, we were able to get them some of the information that they were re re requesting about call volume and, and, and noise. And so we anticipate that that's going to move along uh, very well also. So again, that land pro uh, you know, process uh, going through the various phases that it needs to. The Ro uh, Zena Ranch, uh, that uh, again is moving along. Uh, we have an RFP out now to have our uh, bids to do the station design. Uh, those were all due uh, this at the close of business. And so, uh, again, that's just another step where we'll be moving along there and we'll start finalizing the design uh, for, for the Ro Ro uh, Zena Ranch station uh, at the same time as the uh, parcel is finalized. And we expect that to happen fairly soon also. Other stations that we have in the design stage are station 41 and station 302. And so again, those would just move along in that process. Uh, with our new headquarters, uh, that's moving along well. We have some of the supplies are expected in and you should start not only seeing the interior walls or framing going up, but then you'll also start seeing uh, as some of the, uh, the glass, the windows, uh, arrive uh, toward the end of this month, then you'll start seeing uh, that space, that structure begin to be in, in, in uh, closed. So a lot of great work happening here in 2023. We're really excited about all the development that's happening, and, uh, and we'll see a new head, a new headquarters, and some uh, you know very good work being done on some of our new stations. I believe that's all I have, unless there's any questions. Again, that number is 909-454-6338. Thanks, Chief. It's uh, been pretty amazing to watch some of the rescues that our department's been performing. Uh, Mojave River, a uh, great job grabbing that victim out of that. Barstow, uh, Fire Chief DiNapoli's reached out and uh, just spoke with amazement on County Fire and thanked you from the bottom of his heart for doing that trench rescue. It was a pretty complicated rescue, and you guys made us very proud. Trona had a bad fire last night, and our hearts are out there uh, in that community and uh, with our responders in that area. Uh, I want to thank peer support and our chaplains for going out to support them. Um, when you have these type of fires with two very young victims, it's, it's tough. And uh, again, thank you for what you do for our organization. We appreciate it. I want to give an update on Richard Sewell Training Center, the, the service center, and the adjacent facilities, household hazardous waste. So our new warehouse has been moved. The, again, our old warehouse was built back prior to World War II and just had a lot of lead paint. We uh, had an environmental specialist come and take a look at it, and he literally said, Chief, because the state of California permissible levels for lead is so low, you can literally mop the floor for an entire year and I could test it and you'll still get lead. There's nothing you can do. So I want to thank our staff, the whole fire department, um, as we've gone through a very immediate move to move that facility. It hasn't been easy, 
I want to thank Corbin and his staff for their leadership specifically for making it happen and doing it quickly at the same time not interrupting our major services. Um, to those of you that have been impacted, I'm sorry. Uh, often you can't control these things, but we're returning to normalcy as quick as we can. The new warehouse location is 295 East Caroline Street. 295 East Caroline Street. I went by and visited. It's a big warehouse. It's uh, next to San Bernardino Perk, if you've been there. It uh, is going to be a great facility for our warehouse to be in. We're working on new warehouse space and adjoining facility. That's going to be going to the board on January 24th to lease additional um, space so we can move the entire warehouse together and keep our employees together. In the meantime, risk management has met with various unions and has tested our training grounds extensively. They've tested the classroom on the training ground. They've tested the props. They tested the bathrooms. They've tested the training officer. Um, buildings and everything has come up negative for lead, like zero lead in that area. Uh, we're finalizing the report. We need to communicate that back to the unions, uh, but there is no lead at the actual drill ground. Uh, we're still going to move forward with moving that, that training facility. That's important to the district. We've had a plan underway for a long time. We're still about three years away from a permanent move which we expect to be able to start talking about in the next year. But we do want a permanent training tower. We want something County Fire can be proud of. But I want to thank the staff and risk management, HR, and the unions who have really come together and make sure we do our due diligence and testing in that area. That's been important. Uh, we, I recognize that the exposures on the job are tremendous. And this shouldn't just be another exposure. Your health is important to us, and we're going to continue to do whatever we can to make sure that uh, we're communicating with you and you're safe. The EMS division has moved. They're in the divisions. That EMS building had lead. It was probably tracked in from the warehouse. Um, we're going to keep them decentralized for now until we come up with a nice permanent location for EMS. Now, with the headquarters building, which should be completed here in the next probably 10 months, the goal is to move the EMS division there. So they'll be all gathered and it'll be at the headquarters building, which we believe is a good central location. In the meantime, having a decentralized approach, I want to thank the RNs and, and uh, John Commander, a paramedic, and Chief Barna for being flexible and getting out in the divisions and providing some quality training. We truly appreciate that. Our household hazardous waste, waste staff has been relocated. They've been impacted by this too. Household hazardous waste um, had some it, their, their company, the same warehouse building as the warehouse was, so there's going to be lead issues there. Most of that staff's been relocated to the fire marshal's office, uh, and they've really stepped up. I mean, what a huge undertaking to move that staff. We're also planning on moving the entirety of household hazardous waste. It's a very uh, time-consuming process, but we're underway and have been underway for quite some time with, with uh, real estate services and project management to do just that. At this point, I have no other updates unless there's any questions of answers. Before we go to those, I'm going to give you the phone number again. It's 909-454-6338. That's 454-6338. Or you can email media at sbcfire.org. We do have a question. It's in regards to if staff wanted to go and buy shirts, jackets, beanies, or other items as we did at the prior warehouse, would we now go to the Caroline Street address? Uh, Chief Washington, step in and give me an update there. 
so for uh, now, we, we aren't quite ready for that yet, um, but you can certainly utilize the Outlook system to send an email uh, as you would normally order supplies, or if it's something that's not ordered through that pro you know, process, you can reach out to Corbin. And if you have a need at this time, he can make arrangements to get those items to you specifically. So again, it's not quite set up for the stop for the stop by shop and pick up yet, uh, but we still want to get those uh, materials to you know, to you as needed. Thanks, Chief. One thing I'll add is that 100% of the goods leaving the warehouse have been cleaned by an environmental specialist team. These are trained people; they're certified. Um, they've done testing on everything, so everything you're receiving is 100% clean of lead. We're also, as you know, going to every fire station and where they've, where they've received the goods from the warehouse. We're testing those areas. To the best of my knowledge, we haven't detected any lead yet. That may change as more and more testing comes in. There's a little lag between when we do it and when we actually receive it. When we get those results, we'll make sure that we communicate them back to you. Any other questions? Yeah, it's in regards to when will the next captains and engineer testing will be? When is the next captains and engineering test? Anybody have that date? What we'll do is we'll send out an email. I'll have Chief Garber send out an email that lays out those dates so that you understand them and you can prepare for them. Chief Tuttle, you got that? Yeah. Perfect. No further questions, Chief. All right, thank you guys for joining us. If there's any questions that you need us to follow up on, please email media at sbcfire.org. We'll be happy to email, or excuse me, happy to answer those over email. Have a great week. This is County Fire Insight for January 2023.